This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, keeping you informed about the happenings in Annapolis and the area. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and of course, local weather. The Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now. Good morning. It's Friday, November 2nd, 2018. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. The day after a man was killed in a shooting on Ben's Drive in Annapolis, the Annapolis police are investigating yet another shooting. This one, fortunately, was non-fatal. On Halloween at 11.35 p.m., an officer was patrolling the Newtown 20 neighborhood on foot when he heard the sound of gunshots being fired. When officers did arrive in the area, they did not locate a victim, nor did they locate any kind of a suspect. A few minutes later, officers were notified that a shooting victim had arrived at Anne Arundel Medical Center, and the victim was a 16-year-old male from Severn who was shot in the leg. When questioned, the juvenile said he was walking in the area when he heard gunshots and he started to run and was struck in the leg. Again, no suspects were located. And as somebody said to me in a tweet yesterday, a 16-year-old from Severn at 11.35 p.m. in Newtown 20 in Annapolis on Halloween, he probably wasn't trick-or-treating. More fallout from the University of Maryland scandal. James Brady, who is the chairman of the University System of Maryland's Board of Regents, resigned yesterday. He was caught up, obviously, in the whirlwind of controversy at the state's flagship university that began with the June death of football player Jordan McNair. His resignation does take effect immediately, and in a statement he released, he said... In recent days, I have become the public face of both the board and its decisions. In my estimation, my continued presence on the board will inhibit its ability to move Maryland's higher education agenda forward, and I have no interest in serving as a distraction from that important work. Yes, Mr. Brady, that's probably an understatement. And another University of Maryland news, their accreditation is at risk at this point, it appears. The accreditation for the University of Maryland College Park is now under review in wake of the death of Jordan McNair. And this is the Middle States Commission on Higher Education, and they're scheduled to discuss the stamp of approval for the university at a meeting later on this month. What they can do is they can issue a warning, they can put the university on probation, or they can terminate its accreditation, or... They could do absolutely nothing. Now, if they lose their accreditation or get it suspended, students would no longer be eligible for financial aid, and that is a huge, huge hit. Of course, the university does hold dozens of accreditations for various programs and colleges, but it's the recognition from the Middle States Commission that's an overarching institutional accreditation sanctioned by the U.S. Department of Education, and it is the one that makes the university students eligible for federal financial aid. Currently, more than two-thirds of the students get financial aid each year. Each package is worth, on average, nearly $12,000. Two of Baltimore's biggest events are going to become one. The Baltimore Book Festival and Light City are going to be combined into one 10-day-long festival. This was announced yesterday by the Baltimore Office of Promotion and the Arts. The new date of the combined festival will be November 1st through November 10th, 2019. To give you an idea of the size, the Baltimore Book Festival drew more than 100,000 visitors last year, and Light City brought in 442,000 people to the city, and that was actually down from the year before. Organizers for Light City had previously said that Light City is going to return in 2019 from April 5th to the 13th, but that looks like it's going to be pushed back to November. That's going to be quite a 10 days in Baltimore. In some really sad news, out of Towson, Record and Tape Traders is closing their doors for good at the end of the year. 
The Delaney Plaza store, which dates back to 1978, announced the closing and liquidation in their Facebook page yesterday afternoon. We would like to thank our customers for their loyalty over the years, and we look forward to seeing you over the next few weeks. Please come visit us and help us say farewell. And here's something I didn't know, but Record and Tape Traders is owned by Trans World Entertainment, which also owns Suncoast Video and FYE. And they also own several other local independent, well, I guess pseudo-independent record stores in the Carolinas and Connecticut. I guess that leaves really Kachunk on Maryland Avenue is one of the few remaining places where you can pick up vinyl. That is about it for the top news today. Please make sure you're checking out ionanapolis.net throughout the day because we do update it throughout the day. You never know what's going to roll in. You also want to stay tuned because it is a busy weekend ahead and we've got our picks for the best things to do this weekend. And of course, we have George Young with your local DMV weather forecast. All that coming right up in just a minute. Hi, Kristen Fleckenstein here. For 20 years, I served as the communications director for the state's attorney's office. I know it takes someone with strength and integrity to lead the office. Four years ago, voters overwhelmingly elected Wes Adams. He took over an office that had become dysfunctional and lacked trust. Our communities wanted better than what Ann Lytus had to offer. Wes overhauled the office, instituted training for staff, and worked with Governor Hogan to upgrade technology. The results are lower crime rates and safer communities. This race is too important to be based on partisan politics. It's about who will do the job best. That's why county police endorsed Wes Adams and why he has my vote. As a lifelong county resident and registered Democrat, I'm confident Wes will do what's right for our families. Join me and vote Wes Adams for state's attorney. Authorized by friends of Wes Adams, John Spencer, treasurer. Going out? You need the most up-to-date local weather. Here's George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis with today's forecast. Hey everyone, this is George with DMV Weather, and here's your Eye on Annapolis forecast for Friday, November 2nd. Two more days to go before the end of daylight saving time, and it'll be a wet go much of the time. Look for off and on rainy conditions today with some thunderstorms possible in the p.m. hours along with potentially heavy rain at times as areas of low pressure move northward along a cold front as it moves eastward across the Annapolis region. And clouds and rain are likely to persist into Saturday morning, but skies start to clear and northwest winds kick in behind the front for a breezy and possibly sunny finish to Saturday. But all is not lost for the weekend as conditions are expected to be sunny, dry, and cooler with highs 55 to 60 before more rain moves in early next week. Okay, that's it for today. Be sure to download our free weather app on all of your devices by searching the Apple App Store or Google Play Store for DC MDVA weather so you can always stay weather informed or follow us on our website at dmvweather.com or on Facebook or Twitter. This is George Young of DMV Weather. Make it a great weekend out there and be sure to enjoy these last two days of daylight saving time, rain or shine. But remember, whatever the weather outside, have fun and be safe. Imagine your child saying, guess what I learned in school today? At St. Andrews, it happens every day. We asked teachers why. Our innovative educational approach spans indoors and out with challenging academics that inspire and engage. In our small classes, we are able to find the learner in every child, from preschool to eighth grade. See for yourself as St. Andrews hosts an open house at its Edgewater campus, Friday, November 9th from 9 to 11 a.m. Or call 410-266-0952 today. 
Every weekend, there's something exciting going on in the Annapolis area. Be sure to visit iAnnapolis.net to sign up for a newsletter highlighting all the weekend events. Here are our top picks for this weekend. Thank God it's... This is Annapolis, and we don't slow down when it comes to the weekends for sure. So listen up. We've got a whole lot of stuff going on, and it's a bunch of really cool stuff. The first one is tonight, and I am going to totally mispronounce the name of it, but it is Dia de los Muertos Block Party. It's the Day of the Dead. gets underway on Edgewood Road and Margaret Avenue, and that's in the Design District of Annapolis. They're going to close off the whole block. You can celebrate, learn more about the Hispanic community of Annapolis goes from 5 p.m. until midnight. Just a giant block party. It's free for all ages and a great way to meet the community out there. That's tonight, starting at 5 o'clock on Edgewood and Margaret Avenues in the Design District. Also tonight, it's 6 o'clock, and it runs through the weekend Sunday. It is Art Between the Creeks Fall Show. And this is really kind of cool. It's right at Backyard Boats in Eastport. All the different artists can come together. It's put together by Cindy Fletcher Holden. They come together. They show their wares. It's a lot of fun from 6 to 9 p.m. And you can go all weekend and check that out. It'd be a good thing to do if you're going over to the Eastport side for the tug of war, which we'll get to in just a minute. One of my favorite events of the year, it is Annapolis by Candlelight. This happens tonight and tomorrow night through Historic Annapolis. You can get tickets at annapolis.org. And this year, they're working on the skinny little houses down on Fleet and Conduit and Cornhill Street, as opposed to Murray Hill, which they did last year. Residents and business owners have opened up their homes. You can see how 21st century Annapolitans care for and live in buildings that were constructed in the 20th, 19th, and 18th century. Very cool. This year's tour is going to include homes on Fleet Street, Pinckney Street, Cornhill Street, and East Street. Tickets are $25. Again, you can get them at annapolis.org, or you can purchase them at the James Bryce House or the Annapolis Museum Store, which is at the foot of Main Street. The homes are open from 5 until 9 p.m. Tomorrow, it is the day that we've all been waiting for. It is the 21st annual Maritime Republic of Eastport tug of war and this is a great fun fundraiser for plenty of different charities and this year the annapolis side which is normally very very weak uh, both in terms of tugging on the rope and throwing the party is really stepping up their game john o'leary has a band planned his food there's a vip section and everything else it is free on both sides there is a vip section that you can pay for on the annapolis side lots of beer lots of fun lots of food pick your side go on out and cheer the tuggers on and since this is an Eastport thing, it gets started at the standard Eastport time, which is at the crack of noon. On Sunday, it is the first Sunday Arts Festival. First couple blocks of West Street is going to be closed down from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. This is going to be the holiday edition, so there's going to be plenty of holiday gifts and crafts that you can look at there. Again, Sunday, West Street, first couple blocks from 11 to 5. Also Sunday, if you are traveling over the Bay Bridge, be advised that one span of that is going to be closed for a while. Uh, 6 a.m. till noon, it is the 2018 version of the Across the Bay 10K. It gets started at Sandy Point State Park. And it does run across the Bay Bridge over to Stevensville. This is the only way to run or walk across the Chesapeake Bay Bridge. And you can find out more information on that at Across the Bay 10K, and that's the number 10.com. And because we don't do events during the week, I just want to give you a two heads up for two Monday events. The first one is, and I'm really psyched about this, is the grand opening of Nukes 
in Annapolis, and that's N-E-W-K-S. They call it an eatery, but it's kind of like a deli, uh, full-service kind of Wawa pizza place, salad place. It's really cool. Go check it out. It is right across the street from Union Jacks on Somerville Road in that new building they built. They have had some soft openings there, and they do get underway at 10.30 a.m. They close at 9. Nukes of Annapolis opens on Monday. Monday night, Maryland Hall. There's going to be a special screening of the movie Divide and Conquer, the story of Roger Ailes. And our friends at the Annapolis Film Festival are bringing this to Maryland Hall. And it's going to be shown actually in the brand new, newly unveiled Bowen Theater down in the lower level of Maryland Hall. Tickets, I believe, are $15. You can get them at MarylandHall.org. There will be a few tickets left to walk up, but not many. I would suggest if you're interested in seeing this, get them in advance there. I know that's a lot on the plate for the weekend. Pick and choose what sounds interesting to you. And no matter what you choose, please do it safely because we want to see you here on Monday. You've been listening to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Tell your friends and colleagues this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis. And also tell them about our website, ionanapolis.net, where you can find even more information. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m., keeping you informed with the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. And take a moment to listen to our other podcast, The Maryland Crabs, released every Thursday at noon.